too tall, could have used a few pounds. If you were in a padded cell, okay, and the only way to get out of it was to eat 60 hot dogs. Wow. I believe that, like, how many did Joey Chestnut eat? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. But I, it was like 60, 62. Sure. At that point, it doesn't really matter. How long would you have to spend in that padded cell until you would eat 60? 60 dogs. Yeah, 60 dogs. And you're talking just bun and Yeah, wheat. bun and dog. If you want, like... A little mustard? You're not being tortured. Like, they'll well, give you... kind of. I'm being locked in a yeah, padded cell. You're, you get condiments. 60 dogs. I, I'm not going to go too crazy because I'm, I'm like, okay. so five, Yeah, I have dogs in a padded cell. Like, what else do I need? Do they do, can they reel in, like, a radio or something? No. No. You get nothing. Because, honestly, I don't think I could beat five dogs per hour. Because I feel like at some time that would bug. That's a 12-hour pace, And that's still 12 hours, though. So I'm going to say 10 hours, whatever that would be. 10 hours? Yeah. You think you could do six dogs, Mm -hmm. a dog every 10 minutes for 10 hours? Yeah. Well, now my answer is going to sound stupid. Like, I might shit in the corner, but that's myself. I'm going to assume you get, like, a toilet or something, right? Sure. I don't know. I've never been in a What's your answer? I was going to say two days. Two days? Yeah. Now, I can see it. Like I said, 12? 48 hours. Is forcing it. Now, what's your dog? So that's not even two dogs an hour. Quick mess. But it's... But, like, I'm assuming I get to sleep. (laughs) So, if I sleep for... Because you're just there... Like, you yeah. could make that last yeah. 60 days if you wanted to eat one hot dog. Finally, some peace and quiet. <laughs> this is just vacation. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> and we're back like a runner being sent home by Jason Lane. Ooh, you mean back in the dugout? It's Thurston 10. <laughs> Did you see, uh, you watched that game, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, yeah. Okay, so the first runner he sent, uh, I think it was Monasterio. I have no idea what he was doing. There was one out. Monasterio was still 15 feet from the base, and he still sent him. By the time like the guy in left field had the ball, he was still 15 feet from third base. I have no idea why you would send him there. Like That has to be like... I was literally like watching the game from home. And they, like, panned out, give you, like, that, like, really wide shot behind home plate where you can see, like, the runner and the left fielder at the same time. And I'm just like, no, no, do not send him. Do not send him. But on the flip side, I thought the second one was fine. When he had Miller go home, uh, Terang hit a routine fly ball to shallow left field. There was one out already, so when the left fielder caught it, that was the second out. I didn't have a problem with that one. I thought both of them were like, that ball was not very deep, you know? Okay. And so I feel like, they're both Hap, I believe, right? Yep. So I feel like Hap caught that and was like firing, like we we were barely like, you know when you ride a bicycle and take a few like <laughs> pumps on the, on the pedals to get it going? Like once that one started, you're like, maybe we have a chance. And then he starts running, and you're like, we're not going to have a chance at all. So obviously we have retrospect to call them both terrible decisions. Neither of them even seemed like a good idea at the time for me. Okay, uh, here's why I didn't have a problem with the second one. And I know I'm going to piss off every Brewers fan by saying it. 
but the guy on deck was Joey Weimer, who's hitting 207. Like, is there greater than or less than an 80% chance that the left fielder is going to throw a perfect strike? You know, like a, a 207 batting average, that's a 20% chance that he's going to get a hit, which is what you need to score that run. I mean, he just threw a perfect strike. Like, we know he can do it. And it's not even part, like, he's not super deep as far as a far away in left field. Like, he just has to throw, like, he has a good arm, like an accurate throw. I, I just think there's a better chance that he messes up the throw than Joey Weimer gets a hit. Like, I get what you're saying, but I still feel like... I get it. Like, you want your guy to have... You know, you want the ball at the end of the game in a basketball game. Right, you game. want control. So, I get, I get, like, the mindset, like, well, give him a chance. But, I, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with sending him on the Owen Miller one. The Monasterio one, though, that was terrible. That was awful. That ruined all the momentum that the Brewers had. I mean, and to me on that one... Like you said, he wasn't even, like, that close to third base when they were, like, sending him around. And so I'm like, you already saw what Hap could do. Like, don't, I wouldn't try it again. Especially when you're like, yes, Monasterio wasn't at third, but he was running. And you're like, Miller's getting, like, he's starting from still. Well, so, uh, yeah. Let's hope Jason Lane l- learned <laughs> from his mistakes. He's not Jason learned. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the Brewers, what moves should they make? You mean like trades, deadlines moves? Mm-hmm. Obviously, like uh, maybe a little bullpen piece added. Wouldn't bullpen hurt. Piece. That's you know, But that's just like every team every year could probably use a little bullpen piece. And then, of course, I would like to see some offensive help. Someone who could hit. You know what I mean? Like a DH who could hit would be cool. A first baseman that could actually run into a few would be cool. So I, I'm going to say uh, some hitting. Some in. Did you have anybody in mind? That's the that's where I think it kind of runs into the yeah, the problem. You can go realistic or unrealistic. Don't matter. We don't actually run the Brewers. Yeah, bro. That's why I'm going to keep it maybe realistic. I don't really know. I'll say, give me Justin Turner. <laughs> I think, what, 11 home runs? 279, 11 home runs, 16 doubles. The best doubles. player on the Brewers. 806 OPS. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that wouldn't be a bad addition. Um, I think he can play first and third, right? We don't have anybody who can play either of those positions, so that would help. So, Justin Turner and... Now, this one for me, you thought it would be a stretch because he's on the Pirates. I wouldn't mind Carlos Santana. Not the guitar player, but the first baseman from the Pirates. Only hitting 241, so he'd fit right in. <laughs> That's uh, the third highest batting average on the Brewers. The nine home runs this year, you know... I think he'd add a little something. I'm going to give you the unrealistic ones. And I feel like this always happens to the Brewers. Like, playing in one of the worst divisions in baseball, it's a blessing, but it's also a curse. So the two names I have give me Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. (laughs) I know, like, they're not going to do it. The Cardinals aren't going to trade to the Brewers. The Brewers aren't going to trade with the Cardinals. But it just feels like... Every year, like, the teams that are selling off are in our division. And we're like, well, we're not going to overpay. Like, you know, we're not going to give you so-and-so who's going to come back and beat us every year. If you just get, like, either one, 
they're instantly like the second best hitter on your team, if not the best hitter on your team. Like you actually have somebody to protect Yelich in the lineup. We were watching it up there before. That guy was not going to give Yelich anything to hit. He was like, if Contreras beats me, Contreras beats me. If Adamas beats me, Adamas beats me. But I'm not going to let Yelich beat me. And a lot of teams, especially when you get towards the end of the year and you get into the playoffs, if the Brewers make the playoffs, they are absolutely going to have the mindset of, we are not going to let Yelich beat us. If we have to walk Yelich every single time, we'll do that. You need to find somebody who can be somewhat a protection for him. If you don't want to trade within the division, the guy that might be attainable, who would be good protection, uh, ESPN mentioned him. Uh, Give me Aloy Jimenez from the White Sox. He's had some injury problems, but he instantly becomes the second best player. You know, a a right-handed bat hits about 280, 273 right now. Like I said, he's had injury problems, so... Still 12 home runs. They'll yeah. be like, uh, Rowdy, but he can hit? <laughs> you know, like, that would that'd be cool. He plays outfield, so, I mean, if the Brewers did, like, the double, where they got, like, a Justin Turner for cheap, and then, you know, maybe they have to send a sale free like to get Aloy Jimenez. Okay, fine. Like, instantly, you have, for the first time all year, you have a meat of the order <laughs> Like, the meat of our order has been so bad with guys like Adamus and Winker and Telez all year just stinking it up. So maybe we combine our ideas. And Aloy Jimenez, send two or three prospects to get him, and then you try and get Justin Turner for cheap. And then, yeah, a lineup of, you know, Yelich, Jimenez, and Turner as your three, four, and five. I think that's good enough to win the Central, at least. Like, it doesn't fix your bullpen, but... No. I mean, it might be good enough to win the Central, uh, but we'll do nothing, so don't worry. <laughs> I, I I don't think we'll do nothing. I well, think okay. we'll get, like, the Matt Bush-type reliever. <laughs> you know, like, we'll send our 45th best prospect to some random team, like, you know, to, like, the Rockies or somebody. Right, yeah. And get their six-inning guy or whatever, and it won't work out again. I'd rather we do nothing, then. But, you know, that's what we're going to do. So we're probably going to get a reliever and tell Craig to figure it out. How much do you hate David Ross? Okay, first off, f*** David Ross, okay? I know everyone's probably heard if you haven't heard. Um, he was complaining about everything in this series, from the roof being closed to... I mean, some of the umpiring wasn't great, but whatever. What are you going to do? But the roof thing... They're closing the roof to get rid of the shadows late. There's a lot of bullshit that went on today that just was really frustrating. I thought it was horseshit. I don't know. Like, well, then get your own damn roof and you can worry about it. Like, why does he own our stadium, too? You have pissy smelling Wrigley. Like, stick to that. Okay, so David Ross. Obviously, the Brewers aren't cheating because we suck at hitting. I would assume that if we were cheating... We wouldn't have four guys on our starting lineup batting 206. Aww. Or, or we're terrible cheaters. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Let's do a shot. But I think more annoying than David Ross. This is the Cubs fans. Just so obnoxious. Every time a fly ball gets hit, mm. Mm. they lose their mind. Ow. 
It could honestly be like a fly ball to shallow left or something. And they will cheer like it's a home run. I get it. Like, not every sight line's the same in every stadium. And in Wrigley, there's no sight lines because it's only like two stories high. So they're not used to it. Here at American Family Field, you need to learn when a ball is weakly hit and not cheer. Also, on top of that, they treat our stadium like shit. Like, well, we, they're assholes. we were at the game, I think it was a year ago or two years ago. It was a Brewers-Cardinals game. And for whatever reason, the tailgate party next to us in the parking lot was nothing but Cubs fans. Just guys in, like, Rizzo and Bryant jerseys. They go to, like, walk into the game, and they don't clean up anything. And I don't remember who it was, but somebody, like, said something to them. And then they were like, hey, like, can you guys, like, throw away your garbage? That's all they said to them. And literally, like, what they said back was, oh, no, they have people for that. And it's like, no, they don't. No, they don't. You need to clean up after yourselves. <laughs> like, you don't get to treat our stadium like your dumpy stadium. That's why it's tiny and smells like piss. I hate that stadium. You know, and the people are rude, like you said. Just Like, David Ross is a microcosm mm-hmm. of the more obnoxious Cubs fan. You're right. You know, like they said, like, the, the team takes after his coach or manager or, you know, whatever. Vice versa, he takes after the city. I don't know. Just and then the dirty team. and gross. Well, and because Marcus <laughs> Stroman was the guy who was like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, way to go, coach," and then proceeded to suck against us. Good, good. I'm honestly, that could be a thing I do that we did a shop for. Was I remember just saying how bad Marcus Stroman was before the season, and then like he's went buck wild this season. Well. The Brewers hit them pretty good. They put four on them in about five innings. So pretty good. Uh, the Cubs' other big pitcher, uh, Justin Steele. Yeah. We did we did pretty good against him, too. I'm so. happy to see that because like, he doesn't impress me. I don't get it. He throws like 93. No. And... <laughs> yeah. He's like every pitcher we've had except for just like people just can't hit him. But like then I saw that like we're the Brewers. So like, a lot of what we do is like he'll just pipe one down the middle We'll look at it. Then he'll like put one off the outside. We'll swing at it. Now we're zero two. He'll throw the slider, you know, back foot, and then we'll just whiff. The slider's pretty good for steel. Like it is good, but I've, you, he's gonna give you one good one, and you gotta hit it, and not beat it into the ground. I also feel like that's just why the Brewers are not a good hitting team. We guess every single person on the Brewers guesses, and yeah, like. Look like that. We guess wrong a lot. I don't know. Like, there should be some sort of analytical, like, on this count and this inning, he's most likely to throw this pitch. And it's like, we do not have any clue. And we guess wrong all the time because we'll swing at the back foot slider three, four times an inning and then let the fastball at 93 down the middle go right by us. Mm-hmm. Like, we are a guess-heavy team. I've seen it happen. Uh, So, for right now, the Brewers are playing the Reds. How many games? So, the Brewers have a weird six-game series against the Reds. Not honestly six games. So, they have three games in Milwaukee, and then the All-Star break. And then they have three games in Cincinnati. How many of those games do they need to win? I'm going to say you want to at least split it. 
four, two and four would feel bad. Uh, it's but it's still early in the year, so I don't think you know anything barring like losing every game would mean too much. But I think just for morale, uh, you want to at least have a winning record in it. So three and three. I would agree with that. I the Brewers are two games behind the Reds, which nobody saw that coming. I remember saying that to Dillard. I was like, ah, I think the Pirates are going to be better. I think the Cubs are going to be better. But the Reds are going to suck, right? <laughs> and to his credit, he was like, no, the Reds actually have a lot of talent coming up. I should have listened to Dillard. I should have just like known that he knows more than I do. I probably should have went to Paddle and put like 10 bucks on him to win the division. But other than that, I think uh, three games is what the Brewers have to win. You don't want to lose more. Especially going into the All-Star break. Like, you want to go into the All-Star break feeling good about yourself. They also have an opportunity to, uh, like, you know, really feel good about themselves. And make the Reds start doubting themselves. You know? Yeah. You're right. There's 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 a possibility for some momentum yeah. swinging there as well. And then, you know, each team has four days to think about it before they play again next Friday. So, you can put a lot of pressure on a young team in the Reds. How many do you think they will win? Four. You think they're going four and yeah. two? Now, are you jaded because they're winning right now? Bro, I don't like to give away where we <laughs> are in time. I'm breaking the fourth wall. A little bit. A little bit, but no, I just went with three was my gotta win. And I was like, I'm feeling a little positive right now, so give me four. I'm feeling positive because it felt like in that Cubs series, we found ways to lose. But on the flip side, that also means we were playing good. Give me five. Oh. We're going one and five for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a fan text. This is from T in Oshkosh. He said, hey, Thurston 10. Last time I went to a Brewers game, it was 10 years ago. And all I could think of was, this team thinks they've won 10 championships with all the trophies and statues hanging around. It looks like they're breaking their own arms to pat their own backs. That's from T and Ashkash. Do you have a response for T and Ashkash? Like, is there too many? Like, where, where do you find the balance? Because you don't want it to look like a cemetery in there, you know? <laughs> Right. But are, are they, like, over-celebrating mediocrity? Probably yes and no, but I don't think with the... Like, you have to... Every team has statues and plaques of somebody, right? Like, everyone's gonna. But not everyone's gonna have championships, banners, and stuff like that. So I think you gotta have what you have. You flaunt what you got, even if it ain't a lot, Okay. <laughs> And I think that's what the Brewers are doing. Now, are there times where they definitely, and I'm thinking of broadcasts and stuff, where they where they really try and pat their own back, and you're like, oh my gosh, we're hitting 200. And they're like, the Brewers offense is crazy, or the bullpen's amazing. And it's, here it is, it's like four point whatever ERA is 15th in the league. Like, for sure. They definitely do that. But I think, like you said, you, you got to have monuments. And shit like that. I mean, Hank Aaron, Bud Selig, like, those are statue-worthy people, right? Is Bud Selig... He was the commissioner of baseball, and he brought the team back to Milwaukee? Did you listen to the Bard episodes when he did the Packers-Mount Rushmore? 
And I'll okay, I'll give you his Packers Mount Rushmore real quick. Curly Lambeau, Vince Lombardi, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, something like that. I, I, don't, I don't remember, but Lambeau and Lombardi were on there. I don't necessarily agree that Lambeau and Lombardi should be on there. I think the players play, that's who should be on there. That's my take. I don't know how many people disagree with me. But that's different than building a statue, though. But, to bring it back to your point... So you would just forget Lombardi and Lambeau altogether? I... Like, to me, I wouldn't different. forget that. You wouldn't have the Brewers if it wasn't for Bud Selig. Yeah, I mean, that's where it gets so tough. So I'm not though. saying he should be on the Mount Rushmore, but I'm saying they deserve to be immortalized or something. Remembered in a way, just as much as the great players, because important to the Brewers as any player, right? Should John Fisher, the owner of the A's, should they build the statue of him in Las Vegas? He brought the team to Vegas. Now, most people think he's a piece of shit, though. So I would say, one, there's already a different... Like, that, that's not a really a comparison that I think is fair. Like, he wasn't a commissioner. So I feel like like he had... Bud had an importance that went beyond just the Brewers, like, to the, everyone else. And I feel like he's well-respected in the state and such. So that's not really close. Why is Bud C, like well-respected in the state? I, like, I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything. Because he, he, he helped bring the Brewers back, and as far as rich people, he chill and cool, bro. That, like, that's it. He brought the Brewers back. He owns a lot of art in the museum. He didn't win anything. He owned the team for X amount of years. Then he gave it to his daughter, and then forgot to like give his daughter money. No, Bud Selick was a shitty owner. He brought the team to Milwaukee. Okay, fine. But he brought it if, back. If that's the bar. That's the bar. I, I just, I can't, like, accept bringing a team to Milwaukee you, and then just being like, and now we're going to be shit. Like, you know, if you bring a team to Milwaukee, at least, like, spend some money. Like, get some good talent. Figure out new ways to win. Do something. I don't think Bud Selig deserves a statue. I don't. Wow. There wouldn't be a place to have a statue at. Like, that's statuary right there. I know. Well, then, bam, bam, you know. Mm. I, don't, I don't like it. We'll take that. I think, yes, is there some over-congratulatoriness? Yes. And that's a new word, probably. But, also, every team's got to have statues and plaques of somebody. You I would it. rather have a statue of Ryan Braun than Bud Selig. I like how you just attacked the Bud Selig one. I'm like, Hank Aaron, we're like, we can agree on that one. Okay, and you're like, zero's in. Uh, I mean, in due time, maybe there will be. No, definitely there will be. In due time, there will probably be one of Brady Clark with the way they're going. What's Gabe I Gross know. up to? <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> uh, the Bucks. They got 13 players signed. Who do you want to see get the last roster spot? It could be Thanasis. It could be Wes Matthews. It could be somebody random. Who played tonight in summer league? I'm gonna just I'm gonna go with the easy answer, and I'm gonna say as Giannis goes, the Bucks go right. So you gotta keep Giannis happy. You gotta bring back Thanasis, I think. Give me Wes Matthews. Mm. I'd rather have him than Thanasis. Like he'll actually play. He'll do things right. I don't know. Thanasis has had his chance. Make him a coach or something. 
You get unlimited numbers of coaches, right? Can they not just make him a coach? Do you know what, though? <laughs> Why not? Because honestly, like, I'm with you. The only reason I'm bringing Thanasis back is to, like, keep Giannis happy. So, like, how do you value that in, like, that doesn't show up on stats at all? But we talked, I think, maybe just last week. I do like what Wes brings. You got to keep the big man happy. I've heard they gave uh, Brooke Lopez to get him to resign. They gave him the Giannis deal. They were going to sign his brother instead of Giannis's brother. Uh, so, yeah, supposedly that's how we got Robin Lopez. But we got thought, Robin Lopez. I thought just that shit ton of money kept Brooke. Well, I would hope 24 so. $24 million a year wasn't enough? We got It should be better than going to Houston, right? Like, Houston's not winning shit. That's who was offering the money. It so. is winter time, though, so. Uh, the Bucks also got Malik Beasley. You got some numbers for Malik Beasley. Seven years, and he's 26. He averages 10.8 points a game on 21.9 minutes. He shoots 42.2%, 37.8 from three, 2.7 rebounds, 1.3 assists. So basically, he's not really like a playmaker or anything. He's not going to give you a ton defensively. He hits his threes when he's open. Right. He's a catch-and-shoot guy. When you play with Giannis, you get a lot of open threes. I think that's what they're bringing him in for. Uh, for the Bucks, right now, I think all eyes are on that backup point guard spot. They have a lot of two guards. You know, they got Grayson Allen, they got Malik Beasley, they got Pat Connaughton. Uh, both guys that they drafted could play the two. You know, that's five guys. I mentioned bringing back Wes Matthews, so that would be six people. <laughs> uh, they have to trade somebody, right? The plan has to be to trade, like, Grayson for a backup point guard. I think that's the right move. Like, I don't think they're trading Bobby. I don't think they're trading Pat. So it has to be Grayson. Yeah, I think I think out of those, he would be the one I would trade. Uh, like you said, we're quietly collecting shooting guards. For but some I do reason. like, for his, like, his three-point percentage and stuff like that, I feel like, like, a in open kickout three, I really like the potential there. You know, and he's not expensive. Uh, can you take anything away from summer league? No, not anything real. Like maybe, like maybe you get to see, you get to see Taco Fall in a Bucks uniform. <laughs> like, uh, but how much can you really learn about the players? Not too much. Yeah, I mean the problem with summer league is like you know you got your Marjans who played really well today. You got your Andre Jackson Jr., your Chris Livingston's, the guys who know they're on the team already. And then you got like 12 other guys on the team who are just trying to like impress. Like, oh man, if I could put up 30 points in this summer league game, maybe I could make it in the NBA. And you got a lot of guys who are just ball hogging, cherry picking. You know, like it's it's a very... It's a very impure form of basketball, so I don't think you can really take anything from it. Now, uh, Marshawn looked really good. AJJ, Andre Jackson Jr. I think he's already better than Jay Crowder, so I don't like the Jay Crowder signing at all anymore. So we're in the same boat. boat. Yeah, you just joined up. You just got in on my boat. Over here. <laughs> I, I'm swimming to your boat. I was in the harbor for a second. He got in. I should have. I should have got on while you were on the harbor. I think John Horace listens to the show, and I think I might have convinced him to trade five second round picks away. <laughs> but you know, you so win. That, you win some, you lose some. So I can blame you instead, then. Yeah. I don't have. 
I don't have an open line to John Horst. But no, I blame you, you. No, you can blame John Horst. He's the one who's pulling the trigger. Yeah, but you're closer. So I just blame you. All right, we got a new drinking game for you. You talking about bouted or outed? Yeah. All right, we got some some celebrities for you for out it or bout it. So basically, how this works, <laughs> I'm going to throw a name out at you. Okay. All right. And if you would party with this person, you say bout it. I'm bout it. If you wouldn't, you say out it. I'm out it, dog. I got you. Okay. Let's go first. I wonder if Grant's ever thought of that one. <laughs> probably. He's probably going to hit us with a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the first and only voyage of out it or about it. Aaron Rodgers. I'm about it. I'm about it. That sounds like a fun party. Like, maybe we do some hallucinogenics and talk about stupid shit. I'm about it. Jordan Love. I'm about it. I don't know at all what we do. I don't know. He seemed like maybe we sip a little Henny and chill. You know, he seemed kind of like a chill guy. I'm about it. Russell Wilson. I'm about it. No. Um, he seems weird. Weird and lame. No, he went to Madison for a year and thrived. That is true. That is true. But it was just one year. I don't think that's enough to change a man. He's probably like, uh, we're going to drink some homemade kombucha and knit sweaters or something. So I'm out it. Tom Brady. Out it. Now, I've seen him chug that beer. They cheated. <laughs> he tried to cheat. He tried to put down a, a three-quarter beer. And I respect integrity. I'm an integritist man. So, uh, no. All right. Out it. Let's move away from football. Craig Council. I'm about it. I'm about it. Same kind of way, though. Like, Craig seemed cool. So he's probably like, uh, you get a little expensive IPA and a, a cigar or something. You know what I mean? He, he seemed like he party like a fancy guy. But I'm about it. David Ross. No. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I'm changing my answer because I'm going to go from the inside. I'm about it. But I'm going to get thrown out it. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> fighting him, and I'm getting arrested. Because f*** David Ross. Yadier Molina. Out it. No. No, i got to have a little respect for you to party with. You know what I'm saying? Taylor Swift. Yeah, I'm about it. She seemed, she seemed cool. I have a little story. Maybe get an heiress ticket and sell that thing online. Paige Sporonic. Yeah, I'm about it. Uh, she was the best player on the Brewers for about a week. <laughs> So, definitely. Cardi B. I'm out it. Uh, <laughs> we've heard about the allegations. I don't want to find out firsthand, okay? I got two more for you. Oh, man. How come you don't do none? Henry Cavill. Yeah, I'm about it. He seemed like a cool guy. I'm, I'm, I am I'm. lied. I got more. Ben Affleck. Yeah, about it. Maybe some stories come out of there. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's honestly hard for me to turn down partying with people because even at the worst... Maybe you get a story, so about it. David Bakhtiari. Definitely about it. He'll embarrass me in the beard chug competition, but it'll be fun. All right, that's all we got for you. This has been Thurston 10. Follow us on Twitter at Thurston1069. Like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, iHeart, Apple, Amazon, Google. It's been real.
Peace. Cheers. She was a black-haired beauty with big dark eyes and points all her own sudden way up high.